Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Friday Night Ohio podcast powered by CantonRep.com. I'm your host, Cliff Hickman, and I'm joined by my co-host, Peter Holland, Jr. Peter, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing, Cliff? Oh, it's uh, I'm doing really well. It's an exciting time of the year. It's a busy time of the year. It is the first week of high school football action. Football's uh, back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, how, how are you finding the first week? I know this is your first year with us. Uh, what's the experience been like for you so far? Oh, uh, man. Um, I probably won't. You probably won't know until we find out on Friday when I make my first road trip. I'll be at the McKinley Menor game. Um, so I'll probably get back to you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you drew a, a great game in week one, though. That's uh, two teams with a lot of history. Menor, obviously, last year had had the big win, but McKinley came on strong at the end of the year. Obviously, things a lot more calm around the McKinley program this offseason. And uh, it seems like uh, they've got a lot of really talented players back this week, Peter. How's that game looking to you? Yeah. Um this is definitely will be uh a tone one of those tone setter games. Um going against a mentor team that, like you said, have history of producing players along with talent. That's what Mitch Trubisky High School you can say. I mean that was the last product they had. Um but they got a lot of guys along the way, so this could definitely be uh a Sontag from McKinley, which I believe last year when they faced them, um, they got they got demolished. Um, so that will be something that McKinley will definitely want to get back back at them from that. It's a road. It's also on the road. You're going to be in their environment. So I feel like it's going to be hostile, and uh, we'll see what happens. Um, so yeah, this this is one of those games where you have to. Um, set the tone and make an impact right away for sure. Obviously a lot of talented players in this game. Sincere McNeil for McKinley, uh, really unique wide receivers. Not many guys that are six foot four, 217 pounds that move like he does and are able to catch the, the ball like he does, Peter. Yeah, man. Um, he's a baller and they're gonna he's gonna be utilized a lot. He's gonna be dependent upon a lot um on both sides as a wide receiver and as safety. So they're we're also gonna see we might identify some new talent, some guys that we probably haven't heard or haven't seen. There might be a, a rising star that we haven't heard or seen yet. So that's probably something that I'll probably identify in, instead of just uh the usual suspects you can say. Yeah, and they're going to be going up against a really good defense with some really strong players. Along the line, they've got Notre Dame recruit Brennan Vernon for Menor and also an all-Ohio linebacker and Colin Arose. Yeah, um, I'm sure those are the guys that they're keeping an eye on. Um, So this will be a true test on the offensive line that lots a lot of Size, you can say. I think they only have what one, 
two guys returning from that starting five in McKinley. So they're breaking in some new guys along with the experienced guys like um um like Caleb Edwards. Uh, he's a guy that I'm definitely gonna keep my eye on. Um inside he's a guard. Uh he he's probably the biggest one out of all at, on that front five at six four uh two hundred and no, he's o he's already over three hundred pounds and he's only a junior. So I I wanted to have him as one of our guys to watch in our offensive line. He didn't make the cut, but that I think he might make a an immediate impact um as a an interior lineman. But the the offensive line in general will definitely be challenged going against those um two defenders as well, especially Vernon. Um, going against a Notre Dame guy is not definitely not going to be an easy task, but it's going to be a collective effort from the all all five guys to protect your quarterback, Keegan Rohde, of course. Absolutely. It's a game that uh, they always talk about it being one in the trenches. This is one where it may literally be the case. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, and- this Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, while you're uh, heading up to Manor, I'll be over here in Alliance where the Lake Blue Streaks are going to take on the Aviators in a rematch of their season opener last year. Lake won that one 35-7. This feels like a very different Alliance team at this point, though. Those kids have gained a lot more experience, and there seems to be a lot to be excited about for the Aviators. Oh, for sure. They... You have a right to be excited for both sides, actually. Lake got some good athletes themselves, led by um, Ty Miller, who's uh, probably one of your, probably one of the best two-way players um, in the county. In the county, just because, uh, well, you can say three-way player because he's just as effective on special teams as well. Try not kicking to his side when you're on kickoff. That is probably the number one game plan for if you're Alliance. Um, on the Alliance side, yes, they have to be, they gotta be excited. They're loaded. A lot of young talent around the round, starting with their quarterback, Brandon Zerbrug. Uh, so this, they, they gotta make an impact right away to show that, hey, we're not the same Alliance team from the, from a year ago. We are, we're going to probably just reopen, reintroduce this Alliance team that we that we are going to make an impact and try to get back in the playoff hunt. Yes, and like you mentioned, Lake, uh, their record last year was very deceiving. They were in a lot of close games that just didn't fall their way late. And, I, I mean, they've got a lot of great talent. You mentioned Ty Miller, also a wide receiver. One of the key matchups to watch is going to be Ty Miller against Alliance defensive back Avi Jones. I've got a feature coming out on Avi uh, in the coming days before Ovi the game. Ovi Island. Ovi Island. That's why I like to call him. Yeah, he's, uh, he's uh, a great cover corner. That's going to be a really fun matchup. And the thing Alliance has to do different this season, running back Matt Solberger really put it on him last year in the run game for the Blue Streaks. So shutting him down this year will be a big factor. It's funny you mention that. Lake got their running back, so does Alliance. Um, Caden Davis. I actually got, 
I actually had the opportunity to see Alliance in action in North Kent, going against North Kent in the preseason game, um, just to check it out because it was in my backyard. Um, Alliance looks like they are ready. They just dominated this North Kent team. And I was just looking at Caden. Caden was that linebacker. And he fought, uh, the fun, there was a fumble. He recovered it. And he not, he not only took it to the house, there was one, he only got one man to beat and he's just juke him like it was a Madden game. Like put him on the ground without even touching him. Like soup all the way to the end zone. Um, that's something, that is just some of the traits that Kanan could provide at his size of 6'1, 210 pounds. So legs are definitely going to get their hands full for sure. Oh, it's going to be a great game. You mentioned Caden Davis, and it's not just the speed he has, but how quickly he gets up the top speed. It's very fast. He's one of those guys, if he gets in the open field, he's very difficult, if not impossible, to track down. Absolutely. Davis, and we're also probably going to see some other um, some guy some young talents as well on other ends as well. Like um Kane also have his brother at wide receiver, um, Kayvon. Um he's um younger brother as well. He might not be as might not have he's taller, he might be probably more quicker than Caden. At least that's when I talked to him when I did my story on those two. Knowing that they come from their they want. They have aspiration of playing Division One ball, and they have a relative who played at Michigan State. And they basically want to um, just remind themselves that they're trying to get there. And so they, they, so there's one Davis they got. There's one Davis have to worry about, but then there's another guy that they have to match up as well, and that's Kayvon. I think he might be the underdog man here. Yeah, he came on really strong at the end of last year. And again, just, you know, 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, it's just unfair at the high school level to be that big, that strong, that fast. And then, you know, having some of the cornerbacks uh, trying to cover you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Some, sometimes it just happens that way. Sometimes it's just, just unfair, you know. But you got to figure it out and go with it and Hopefully you could execute a, a game plan to um, just that, that actually that since Ty Miller is also a DB as well. Can you imagine those Ty Miller and Kayvon one-on-one? Just imagine that matchup. If, if that's probably oh, yeah. happen. Ty Miller, I think he's very underrated as far as, as a DB, the way that he has the ball skills to, he has, he has enough speed and quickness to hang around with. Um, the wide receiver, but because he's a wide receiver himself, but I think his instincts is as a DB, um, tracking the ball will also could play a factor as well. You know, he, he's going against a, a D1 quarterback and probably a potential D1 wide receiver. So this will definitely be a matchup to watch, in my opinion, is, um, Time Miller versus Kayvon. Absolutely, and that's not – we've got quite a few exciting games in the area, Peter. Central Catholic at Perry is starting the season off Thursday night. That comes on the heels. Last year, Perry had a string of overtime games, and they they seemed to lose all of them. 
Last year they they fell to Central Catholic 28 to 26 in overtime in the opener, and a lot of the uh, usual suspects are back for this game. Jack Talkington, of course, the Central Catholic quarterback, is returning, and that is uh, again a really good player that can extend plays with his legs and also has a terrific arm. Absolutely. Um... Harry cannot afford a no-on-one start because after after that they got to compete in their Freedom Bowl when when um they're going against some of the elite teams that's going to be in town. So the last thing you want to do is start on one going into week two if you're Perry. Um, as far as on the Canton um, Central Catholic side, uh, they're pretty young on on most of the positions, but one thing that they're definitely going to have to depend on now more than ever is Jack Talkington at quarterback and linebacker. He's recruited to play linebacker, but he's he's no slouch on at the quarterback position as well, especially by that they run the football most of the time. So um, definitely will be a interesting matchup of see if Perry can um, can finally finally finish the job and instead of letting the teams hang around when they know that they could have beat the team that they feel like they're better. Yes, uh, five of Perry's losses last year were by three points or less. That's extremely uh, frustrating. They've lost four out of five overtime games as well. So that's just a, a team and a program that seems like it's on the cusp of really breaking through if they can win some of those close games this year. I just could imagine what that loss against Akron East. Um, I just could imagine what that team just went through after after they come down by a field goal. That's just one of those frustrating parts. Um, you, you're there, but you're not quite there. Yes, uh, a very painful learning experience. We'll see how the Panthers fare. They've uh, done very well since this became an annual game in 1998. Perry leads the series 15 to 9, and they had won four in a row in the series until Central Catholic defeated them in the opener last season. So a lot of things to keep an eye on in that one. This is this definitely will be a test for Perry. Uh, like I said, they cannot afford an on-one start because next week in the Freedom Bowl, their next game is against Clarkson North out of Canada. So that's one of those teams that's going to be coming in town for the Freedom Bowl showcase. So you don't want to start on one, and then having a, a top-tier Canadian team coming coming down here. That's likely a no-one-two start that you don't want to be a part of, and I don't want to predict too far ahead or make them think that they're going to be 0-2, but this is the realistic chance that that could happen if they don't be Central Catholic. It's certainly something we'll keep an eye on, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that big Freedom Bowl matchup uh, next week, Peter. That's going to be exciting for sure. And another big game, Cincinnati Moeller at Massillon this week. The Tigers, Nate Moore kicking off his eighth season 
with Maslin and uh, everything's been just fantastic for him. He's had a great run with the Tigers, but they've got their hands full this week with Moeller looking at some of the talent they're bringing into this game. Oh my goodness, Cliff. Yes. Hands full is kind of an understatement. I think yeah. it might be. <laughs> uh, Moeller is loaded. Um, they might be. I, well, I haven't really seen how they were last year, but they were, they, correct me if I'm wrong, they were, they were semifinalists, am I correct? Um, yes, I believe that is accurate. They, they, I mean, they're a great program. And they might be, they might have a chance to return, if not make it to the state championship, just looking at the guys that they have. I mean, the one person that stands out is obviously, um, Jordan Marshall, who's already have like, over two dozens of offers, Division One offers, and he's only a junior. Uh, he's so uh, go, so he might likely be the best player, um, not only in not only in the area but in the state. So this is those one of those some of the guys to um, they have to deal with. But on the masculine side, this is what a way to set the tone. Masculine, I, I would just. Talking to some of the guys, some of the players, they feel like this is the year. This is feel like this is the year where they could finally bring home a state title in their history that Paul Brown built. Uh, so this could, and what a way to to make send, to make a statement going against a top tier top tier team like Moeller. So we'll we'll see what happens um, if. They can hang around with them, and and if not, this will definitely be uh, something for to see where this team stand um, going into the regular season, knowing that it's a combination of young but experienced team. Um, so we'll see how Mass Lane could um, hang around. Yes, absolutely. That's an excellent game to start week one. That's just – it's it's – just unbelievable how many great matchups we got. Another game on Thursday to keep an eye on. We've got Fairless at Sandy Valley. They had that crazy opener last year. Sandy Valley led by as many as 14 points. And then Fairless came back and won 29-28 thanks to a two-point conversion in overtime. So that is going to be another fun game. You've got uh, Fairless junior quarterback Carson Colucci back. He's got a lot of his receivers back. Sandy Valley's got their quarterback, Nick Petro, back. And that should be a lot of fun. That's that's another Thursday game that's, I mean, there's all kinds of options for you if you're into high school football. I'll, I'll give you another one, and this is probably this you you mentioned those two quarterback, but there's probably another good quarterback matchup duo all the way up in West Branch, West Branch versus Canfield. Uh, this is a two high power offense going against each other. Obviously, we got Judas Shields who recently committed to Eastern Illinois. Uh, he uh, pre, we we were just praising about him putting up Madden numbers. By the way, did you did you purchase Madden yet? I have not. <laughs> I tried uh, the uh, free trial out, and it said it had expired before I even started. So 
Um, I, I'm and, hoping to hoping to get my football fix uh, in the coming days, though. Okay. All right. Um, well, anyway, we mentioned about um, West Brand's quarterback, Judy Shields, uh, putting up over 5,000 yards of offense just by himself. Um, so he will be going against another elite quarterback uh, for Canfield, um, Brock Lowry, who's an Indiana commit. Um, so this is two Division One quarterbacks going toe-to-toe, and we'll see if who would outplay the other. So that's something that that's definitely going to be something that you can pretty much say um, uh, definitely another tone setter for West Branch, knowing that question of can they duplicate not only well not just duplicate but even be better than they were last year, and can Drew DeShields take them that way? Uh, he certainly puts up video game numbers. There was kind of nothing like seeing those box scores with. 70 points come in every Friday. It's just not something you're used to seeing. And uh, they have a chance to be a special group once again over there at West Branch. Absolutely, man. So we'll see. Drew DeShields, sometimes you can't do it by himself, but sometimes I kind of feel Drew DeShields can't do it by himself. (laughs) 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 Just... Quarterback wise, running wise, he like what had eleven hundred on the ground. He led the team in interceptions. I even asked the coach, can he kick too? They were like, No, that's probably the only thing he can do. But maybe he could if you if you line him up there, but I don't know. So yeah, that's that's definitely one of the things to watch and we just hope that if you're if you're West Branch or Judy Shields that he 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 will be missing two of his wide receiver group. Um, from last year, I think they only had like one returning. Um, but I think the offensive line, most of the offensive line units are back as, as well. Uh, Mitchell Coffey is one of them. Um, Zach Lish is another one. So we're going to see if they, so it's just going back to what I say, can they duplicate or if not be better than they were last year? I think they have enough talent to do it, but we just have to see. And this is, this is the tone setter, just like for a lot of these teams up in Stark County. They got to set the tone in week one, and we'll see where they stand. Yes, uh, speaking of a tone setter, you mentioned Akron East earlier. They opened the season against Jackson. This is Jay Rohr making his debut as the Polar Bears head coach, and that is, again, shaping up to be a really great week one game. Yeah, um, for Jackson, they lost a lot of power, lost a lot of firepower. Um, so they're breaking in some new guys, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, the starting quarterback for them now is going to be Ethan Lesko. He's going to be the man, um, to replace, um, Kessinger, I believe is his name, Hunter Kessinger. And then, and then losing their 1800 yard rusher and Brandon Craig, he's gone. So I think you're breaking in Jason David as well. Um, they're seniors, so they've been there. So they've been there and they prob- they, they've been there and they know what it takes to win. Um, so they're going to be dependent upon the new senior group that probably didn't have a, a ton of action, but they know what it takes to win. And Jay Rohr, he's been on that staff as well. So this is definitely going to be, um, a challenge for, well, season-wide for Jackson is when you're going against some of those 
some quality teams in their area in the federal leagues. So they have they're going to see if they could at least hang around with some of the marquee teams. Absolutely, and you're talking about an East team that went five and six, but they have 30 lettermen returning. That includes sophomore running back Zaire Stevens. Peter, this is a man with a couple of Division One scholarship offers, including Cincinnati, Indiana, and Pitt. So no shortage of uh, talent. Yeah, I think Boston College was another team as well that was looking at him. Um, yeah, they they got talent all around. Uh, I think another name to watch for them is um, Ibrahim Kamara. If this is his name, I think he's one of one of the top players to watch in Akron. Six three, one eighty five, twenty twenty four athlete. Um, so he's going to be everywhere on the on the ball. He got he got a few Division one offers as well. So they Akron. Akron players got talent, so can Jackson match that, or can they? We'll see. And another matchup you'll be looking at that's really exciting, Canton South at St. Clairsville. St. Clairsville, uh, it's easy to forget about them. They're a couple hours south of us, but they put together a 49-10 and record across the last five seasons. And they are kind of become a perennial playoff team. So you're talking about them going up against Canton South with third year starting quarterback Poochie Snyder back, who is one of the more exciting players in the area to watch. I was just looking at reading one of the scouting reports on Poochie and they already compared him to Johnny Manziel. Um, the Johnny Manziel from college, not the Johnny Manziel in the NFL, just because of what he can do with the ball. Um, I think he, I mentioned that he probably had might, might have the strongest arm out of all the quarterbacks um, that we mentioned in the county, and he's only six foot. He's a little guy, and but he probably still growing up, still probably still growing. So he's going to be a junior, and this could be a major campaign for him to see if he can duplicate the numbers that he made last year, if not better. Yeah, he's an exciting player, and he is going to put up some numbers. Canton South moving from the Eastern Buckeye Conference over to the Pac-7 this year. So it's going to be interesting to see some of the new rivalries that are formed as the year goes on there for Canton South. Yeah, that that will be general. I think probably the question for Canton South is um, who's going to be the – go-to guys that is going to help support Poochie. You know, we know that he's going to, he's going to find the weapons, but I think they probably, I think they lost one. I think it was a lot. It's his name. Um, so that we're going to see who's going to be the go-to guy to help, um, to help, um, support or build around Poochie. So that's going to be probably the question if you're a kid South. Yes, I believe they also graduated running back Tam Church for Canton South, and he was kind of another uh, major figure in the offense. So they, they do have some question marks there. So that's, again, just another great week one game to keep an eye on. And we're going to wrap it up with one final one I'll be watching. You've got Northwest at Norton. These are two teams that uh, are uh, – 
Coming off playoff seasons, Norton, though, is bringing back 17 lettermen. They went 9-0 and in the regular season last year. Northwest had a lot of injury issues, still managed to get into the playoffs. And they have one of the better offensive linemen and kickers in the area out there, and Isaac LaFay. Offensive lineman and kicker is not a combo you see too often, Peter. <laughs> Sometimes it just pop. It'll just come once in a blue moon. You can say. Absolutely. All right, Peter. Is there anything else for Week One you're looking forward to? Um. No, probably not in particular. Uh, I'm just excited to see what Ohio football is all about. You know, getting a chance to see the talent level here and getting a chance to see going to different places um, every Friday and just developing stories along the way. So I, I'm definitely excited for um, the, this coming season. Um, probably another team or probably another um, team we ever mentioned, um, Glenn Nogue will be at Shaker Heights. Um, Scott, Scott Garcia, a well-respected coach, um, probably one, probably the guy I would, We'll probably will keep our eye on is Avant, um, Avante Burt, and he could um, definitely be the guy to keep an eye on for sure. I'm at at the running back, so I think he is under the radar. Um, so other than that, I'm very excited about um, um, covering covering high high school ball here on Friday night. It's always special in this area, and it's great to have you on board and. I'm sure we'll be back soon to talk all about it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do you have right. any recommendations? Do you have any recommendations of a mentor, like uh, places to eat? Off the top of my head, I do not. I know there are a ton of fine dining establishments up there, though. Okay. But I'm all, because I like to have, sometimes when I'm going on the road, I'd like to have like a game day meal on myself myself and I'll just go to a local restaurant though a local restaurant that might be fitting um so if anyone listening and are familiar with the manor area um hit me up I'm all for recommendation if not I'm just going to be going to Chipotle there I love Chipotle uh, that's a great idea let's throw it out to social media if you're up in the manor area or know of the manor area and got some suggestions send them to them what's your twitter handle Peter it's at the pistol underscore D A underscore P I S T O L. Or you can send us Get those food recommendations in there and have something good for me while you're at it. <laughs> I got you on that. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Friday Night Ohio podcast powered by CantonRep.com. This has been Cliff Hickman with Peter Holland Jr. And we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening.